0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Mon Goals, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Josh, with me is Kev, and Steve, Mike decided to go play in the woods instead of talking about <laughs> this game, which, <laughs> honestly,
1: I kind
0: of respect. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I guess uh, here we go. All right, got through the intro without Mike. So far, so good. I think this the show might actually work. Doing great.
2: We'll yeah, and out. we're all here, so you know. <laughs> like,
0: anyone do anything
1: fun this weekend other than watch The Hounds lose? Josh, I think you're never going to be able to open another victory beverage. Like, I think this is what <laughs> it's, it's been a while. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying never, but I'm just I'm <laughs> emphasizing the point. You know, we haven't heard that. Well, there you
0: go. LaCroix right now instead of a proper victory beverage. Uh, Yeah, we we actually uh, don't have that sponsorship anymore. So maybe maybe that's the, the reason. We haven't opened a victory beverage since.
1: <laughs> Wait, did we ever officially have a sponsorship?
0: I still have some of their stuff in my fridge, so like, I I'm, mean, I, I'm I, fine with them. I'm not getting free beer from them anymore, so. That's
2: <laughs> well, because the hounds aren't winning. <laughs> like, you're not drinking it fast enough.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't do anything exciting this weekend. I I didn't go see Maverick. Apparently, the whole rest of the world did. I don't know if you two did. If it was good.
0: Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I saw on Father's Day. Uh, my dad was actually in town so we decided uh, my one friend who is a new father his father day present from his wife was hey you can leave the house without the baby and me and <laughs> go have a day to yourself so he's like sweet and he asked me if I wanted to go see Maverick and I was like sure I have no interest but why not and then my dad actually came into town just uh, happenstance so it's like hey dad you want to go see Maverick <laughs> he's like yeah sure so it was a it was a good movie. It, I'm, I'm like good totally bad. surprised. I did not have any expectations for it. I was just like, sure, whatever, we'll go see it.
1: And yeah, it was pretty good. Did you see the original?
0: Yeah, actually the the night before, uh, I was like, Dad, we gotta watch the original because you know that's how you have to like. So we we watched. I, I had not seen it since I was in like high school, if that earlier than that, probably. So watch the original and then watch the sequel the next day.
2: Nice. I've not seen it either. So you're not alone, Kevin. Um, okay. No, good weekend. Um, got outside a little bit. Um, relaxed a lot. Uh, avoided house projects um, and then made house projects that I didn't have to do. So, you know.
1: <laughs> what, when you say got outside, it was like around the neighborhood or did you go anywhere specifically?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, friend down in uh, Emsworth. And so we were able to get down and uh, catch up a little bit. Um, and then walk down to Bellevue and get ice cream and uh, walk around for a while. So, um, yeah, really
0: nice. You were in my neck of the woods. You didn't didn't say hi. You didn't see (laughs) if I could
1: hang out. That's cool. I didn't want ice cream anyway. You know, whatever. Sorry, Josh. Next time. I feel like those occurrences can happen pretty regularly like with the crew in pittsburgh but mm-hmm. you know
2: if any of you ever come down to knoxville and do that to me i'm going to be really upset so you know <laughs> yeah i mean since everybody else was at the game a few weeks ago kevin i think i'm planning on doing that to you just to <laughs> make, make, make it up how it feels <laughs>
0: uh oh yeah and i also uh, actually saw uh, another movie in the theaters this last weekend on sunday i saw the fifth element uh like the what do you call it um the Cinemark. I think they do something called like fathom events where they show like old movies in the theater and fifth element, Bruce Willis, Kevin, you look completely confused right here.
2: I'm
1: looking it up now. Yeah.
2: Wow. Oh, fifth element (laughs) is a classic.
0: It's a classic sci-fi movie. Um, French director. I just forgot his name. Mm -hmm. Liffin Nikita. I think he did that one too, but anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, yeah, it's just a a
1: weird sci-fi movie. I've seen, I'm looking at images of it now, and I've, I've definitely seen, like, yeah. this is recognizable. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Chris Tucker in the suit thing. Yes, yeah, I've, yeah, seen, yeah, I've seen yeah, scenes, yeah. but yeah. I have never. It's a great movie. Go watch it. Yeah, I, I should.
2: Uh, we're really uh really milking this intro, huh, John? All right. That's,
0: it's only been four <laughs> minutes, all right? Yeah, that's nothing. It's five minutes. Been a
2: lot longer. <laughs> all we know right, what we're let's... avoiding
0: Go ahead and get into it. So Hounds lose five to two against the Rowdies. Uh, Hounds goals by Ordonez and Cicerone. And then Tampa the goals by pretty much the whole damn team. But no, <laughs> not really. It's just uh, Greg, uh, LaCava, and then uh, a hat trick from Fernandez. So takeaways. Steve, you want to start us off?
2: Um, Defense was not good. Um, uh midfield. Where were they? Um, which I feel like has been the biggest issue over the course of this stretch since the Hounds have won their last game. Um, but a little bit of encouragement to see uh, see the team go out, score the first goal, um, and keep fighting uh, to try to find opportunities to score uh, and eventually picking up another goal even though they were down. So, I mean, I think that's a positive for me that uh, this could have been an easy game for uh, everybody just kind of roll over, give up, not try. Um, but they were still fighting to at least make something of it, even though they were down by quite a bit uh, towards the end.
0: Kevin, uh, anything more positive, less positive? We'll find no,
1: out. No, not definitely not more positive. I mean, what, like, like by all numbers, like this stuff doesn't happen, right? I mean, like the ones that I can rattle off the top of my head, what I think this is the first time Lily has ever lost three games in a row. In his career, um, first loss at Highmark in a year. Um, first time that we've let five goals in. I think at Highmark, um,
2: like that you know, be real, and it, I pretty yeah, sure. Oh, so, uh, at least with Lily. Oh, uh, with Lily. Maybe, yeah, maybe say. before that as well. Miracle I think it was before that. I don't know. Also the biggest loss in a long, long time as well. Yeah so on
0: them on this final score line that was five like six or like that so that, that was a high mark
1: yeah okay um but yeah i mean by by all accounts you know this stuff doesn't happen uh winless in six uh three straight losses i know you can put things around that that suggest it's not as bad i mean i and like it's been brought up briefly in podcasts in the past. It was brought up again by um, the commentators in the game uh, stream that I'm, that I watch uh, about how like XG um, during the past five games of us haven't really seemed as bad. You know, there were games where technically we won out on XG but still dropped three points. And, and everything just seemed much, you know, just just closer. I think Lily kind of, I guess, mentioned it in his like press conference with, um, with like the TV crew or whatever. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, it's it's winless and six, three straight losses, and and a and a very bad one at home. Um, that I I that it was it wasn't a good. Not that any 5-2 can be good, but this wasn't a good 5-2 in the sense that at least two off the top, I would say at least two goals that we let in, in my opinion, there's little little debate at, like, we essentially gifted it to them. Mm -hmm. Um, You can even argue more than two. Um, But... So in, in scenarios like that against a team like Tim, Oh, that was another like, I don't think Tampa has ever won in high Mark. There you go. Um, that feels like a smaller thing than everything else that we talked about. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, this is the, war, you know, I, I, last time we recorded and I'd still, well, okay. No, I think last time I recorded, I said like, yeah, I'm, I'm confident still. We finished top three. Obviously I'm less confident of that. Now I'm, I'm still, you know, okay with you know i I think we'll get everything back on track i you know i think what we're one or two games away from the official midpoint of the season um so it's not it's not burn everything down obviously um but uh yeah this just this is uncharted territory especially in the lily era
0: yeah, there's talks like, okay, so one of the goals, I think it was, I want to say the fourth goal, maybe the third, on their side, uh, that it was offside, that it looked like it was actually a, a pretty, not debatable, but it was it was very, very close either that or was offside. I watched in the replay, I can't really tell, and I was not watching it live, so I didn't go back and actually watch the feed of the game to see if it was that case, but um, their second goal, I believe it was, is the one where Silva slips and just like completely whiffs it, and they just kind of chip it in. After that, it's like easy goal. That's you know just a bad, bad situation there. Um, even with I, that said,
1: though, good. I was going to say another one. Um, I think Williams got just caught on the ball. Um, mm-hmm. He, he dwelled too long on it, and and I, I assume it was Fernandez because probability I, I forget who <laughs> scored the goal but um just took no it was their sub um yeah it was their sub but uh so I mean there was another one and then uh, the other one I think is even it's it's not that we gifted it to them but it was just really poor defending it was Fernandez it's just a long ball and we have two defenders I think it was Ordonez and maybe Wheat at that point it was in the second half. It was the one where Orduña's kind of or Fernandez takes it out of the air like over his shoulder, and then like volleys it through the legs and hits the post and Mm -hmm. goes in. It's just like when you have two defenders (laughs) right there, and he's hitting it at a heart. It's just it felt like. You know, we had to work so hard for all our goals, and they did not. And it feels like that's been the case for the you know past six games even more. So I think that's the imbalance that makes it frustrating for the team and for us as fans to watch is it feels like we have to fight for every yard and fight for every goal, and the opposition generally doesn't. We're, we're almost starting at a handicap. Oh,
0: small correction. I thought Fernandez had a hat trick. He did not. He only scored two goals. Uh, Lucky is who you're talking about. The sub. Yeah. He came in and he scored one of the goals. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was close. The whole damn team almost. Um, another thing to kind of take note of, uh, near the end of the game, Cicerone slid into the goal uh, and hit his head. And it looked pretty bad. It was right in front of the Steel Army section. We're, you know, watching him and starts bleeding from the head and then he gets his head wrapped, uh, afterwards though, he was signing autographs. He looked fine. So I think he's okay, but it was definitely a situation where it kind of felt like, Oh man, I hope not. Um, it was after his goal. So yeah.
2: Uh, Steve, any other takeaways you want to shout out? I mean, I think I'm at the point where, uh, I get that it's been a long relationship, but this again was another game for me, uh, just like a couple of weeks ago in Charleston, where uh, Kenny Forms was, he was more of a liability in the midfield than he was an asset. Um, and I haven't like run the numbers of like what are the actual mistakes that he's made that have led directly to goals versus the chances he's created that have led directly to goals. But I feel like at best he's break even for us this season, and that's not good enough from your captain, from the guy that's supposed to be setting the tone. Sometimes he's on point and other times he's not. It's that inconsistency, uh, the missed passes, um, giving the ball away, not making the tackles in midfield. Um, I I saw more of that this week. Um, I was hoping that it was just going to be a little bit of rust. Uh, Nobody played well against uh, Charleston, right? So uh, bounce back the next week. Nobody looked terrible last week uh, down at Rio Grande. We just didn't look great this week. Uh, The defense looked atrocious. The midfield, other than Danny Griffin, looked terrible. Danny didn't look great, but he didn't look as terrible as everybody else. Um, And so we were trying to score goals. And I think that's to your point, right? Like, yeah, we weren't getting a lot of good opportunities. We're grinding out and really needing to take every opportunity needed to go in to have a result in this because, the only positive thing was some of the effort that some of our forwards were giving but they had nobody even getting the ball to them so well we had six or seven chances to try to score a goal like that's not enough in a game like this
0: so from i forget steve were you at the game or were you watch- yeah. okay that's what i thought it's a blur right now but uh <laughs> but uh put up the memory <laughs> so kevin from you know watching on the tv where you have probably a better view than me and steve do uh Peters, he gets subbed out in the, like, at half, essentially. Uh, Do we know, like, was he, like, worse than everyone else? Because he's the only one that got subbed out, like, at half.
1: I mean, on the back line, barring Ordonez, I don't even know if it's the right term, excluding Ordonez. I mean, I think Williams and Peters, you you probably could have taken your pick. Um, I don't remember him being particularly worse then, I mean, you're not going to do Ordonez because he puts in a left-footed goal, first goal of his career or whatever. Um, and I actually thought Ordonez plays okay. I mean, he he was probably the, you know, the okay one on the back line. Um, no, I mean, I think if anything, it was probably more of a situation where uh, Peters wasn't doing the things in possession and an attack that Lily probably wanted. Um, and so... It was, I think, it was that Williams sits in the middle between Ardenius and Peters, and Peters is out on the left. Um, no, I, I don't think he was particularly like worse than Williams. It was just they were both bad, and Peters has a little bit more responsibility and pressure in the build up and in possession, and he just didn't, you know, wasn't contributing. Do we think? Okay, so I
0: feel like a lot of people are hanging their hat right now on expected goals and how good expected goals look yeah. and how like you know hey that, that expected goals are looking good so we, we just gotta power through and we're, we're gonna be okay they're, they're gonna come i i mean this is our first year really looking at expected goals constantly like I, this wasn't a thing until this year as far as you know like constantly having these expected goals to look at for our for this league and it like I, I don't know if I'm sold. Like, <laughs> like, I think it might be giving us a false sense of, you know, assurance of like, oh, look, they're making yeah. chances. It's going to happen. It's like, are they though?
2: Like, do is- we feel that way? I, I think it's two things, right? Like, I think like it's something new to play with. Um, Like we can put it into our mind. Um, uh, We feel like this team should be scoring a lot more goals. So it validates that mindset that we came into the season with. Like, look, we just signed the all-time leading goal scorer. Oh, look how much better Albert Dico is doing. Um, look at what we had out of uh, Russ last year, right? Like we were expecting a ton of goals. And so that validates it. But I also think it's that like, it gives us something to hold hope to, right? Like, like well, look, see, we're not as bad as we look like we are by the scoreline because we're creating a lot of chances. We should be scoring a lot more goals, um, but it's like any other stat. What matters is the result at the end of the 90 minutes. And those are not going our way.
1: Uh, what I will say on XG, I think I think an interpretation, as far as like, you know, Josh, you mentioned like looking to hang your hat on. Uh, Steve, you mentioned, yeah, that is something that we hang our hat on. I, I, The way I kind of look at it as far as how it's a mismatch with how what it predict, like what it predicts or what it's saying versus what's happening. It's not. It's not a prediction. It's expectations. Um, I think in those scenarios where there's a mismatch, you can potentially have two different interpretations. One, you're facing a goalkeeper that is, you know, kind of stopping shots at an above average expectation, or you have below average finishing. You know what I mean like where you're in the situation you're saying okay in this situation expected goal is blah number but it doesn't account for if you're just like a crappy finisher right <laughs> right or if you're, if you're pulling your shot or and so I think those are the two th- those are the two interpretations when you have mismatches one the opposition goalkeeper is playing really well two you're just not finishing well I think it's probably especially in, in Tampa it was a combination of both where one look I mean no one's confident right now um, our finishers included. Um, so no, no one's just you know hitting it cleanly other than Ordonez. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I I did think that Tampa's keeper had a pretty good game. Uh, you know, there there were a, a handful of shots that weren't like definitely going in, but were good saves. And so it felt like it was a scenario where a little bit of both happened in that. And I think in, in the kind of context of everything that made it a little more frustrating, yeah, it feels like we in this game in particular, and maybe more of an overall statement, it felt like it feels like in some of these games, you know, yeah, their goalkeeper is winning them partial points and our goalkeeper is kind of losing us partial points. Um and in a in a lily tenure that where that normally hasn't been the case, it's a bit odd to, to see it this year. Maybe. I mean, to that point, they,
0: uh, let's see here. It looks like according to the stats, at least uh, two block shots from uh, Tampa, actually getting two block shots. Uh, We had 11 shots, uh, five of those on target. Uh, So it's, we, we did take a lot of shots, especially for us. And another point I kind of want to make here is going back to what you were talking about with, uh, you know, all time goal scorer, uh, Kevin, or not Kevin, sorry, uh, Steve, you said that, uh, Kelly didn't make like he was on the bench. We had five subs. Lily actually used all five subs, which is something we've kind of wondered about in the past where he doesn't seem to use his subs. Even when we're losing, uh, he uses all five subs. We only had seven guys on the bench and Kelly wasn't one of those subs. Like we're losing the whole game. We need goals and you leave him on the bench. Is something going
2: on with Kelly? Like, do we, no he one said anything him an two weeks, uh, or two months, basically. Um, And granted, yeah, I'll say like, yeah, we signed the all-time leading goal scorer, but Russ scored more goals last season, I think than any single season that Kelly has ever scored goals, right? So like, yeah, he scores a lot of goals over time. Uh, He's good for a few goals a year for sure for us, right? Um, Should be scoring more with the opportunities that we're able to provide. but I think maybe as well, like, are we overestimating what we should be scoring anyway? Um, I don't know. Like, I started to wonder three, four weeks ago, is Bob not playing him at home because of the turf? Um, because he was coming on for the last 30 minutes every once in a while. But then, like, what? He didn't play, was it Charleston he didn't play uh, or start or something like that? I don't remember which game it was. But then there was a game where we were on grass and he didn't start as well. So I don't know if that theory's part of it hmm. not, but I, he's just not getting into the starting lineup as often as i would have expected um and i can't justify that that is because albert dequa is doing that much better on a game-to-game basis neither of them are putting two or three goals in the back of the net a week so like what's the difference for me at this point
0: and he can't score if he's not on the field like right. like I, I you know As much as I want to bemoan his, you know, lack of performance lately, as far as uh, what he's putting on the score sheet, it's it's not like he's getting all that many chances or all that much, even when he gets subbed on. It's sometimes Mm -hmm. in like in the 70, minute. So it's like, I don't know how much we should be expecting him to score if he's not getting full games or even full halves. Um, So it's just, it's concerning. He, He was one of the big signings that we were all excited about, and he was performing at the beginning of the season and suddenly just disappears and now I'm left wondering like like how good are we without having
1: that type of goal scorer or having his performance on this team I think I mean Steve you mentioned like you're not sure if like or or you don't think it's just that Dequa is like better for the lineup or whatever um to keep Kelly out of it at the moment I I i the my only reasoning for why Kelly isn't playing more leads me to believe that Lily kind of feels like they're a toss-up at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways you could um, suggest that well, – oh, go ahead. Uh, you put up a comment on the Oh, screen, I was, was going to wait
0: until you're done. Sorry. I no, I no, just, no, no, no. Go for uh, it. Parker Brand uh, asked the question, is he hurt? Um, as far as we know from everything we've been told and what we're seeing, uh, practices, that kind of stuff, he is not hurt. He is not reporting any injuries. He, if he was hurt, he wouldn't have been a sub. Like, that would be my assumption. Yeah. Like, you don't put him on the bench
1: if he's hurt. I mean, on the stream, Ordonia scores, uh, the camera cuts to the bench. And I specifically remember, you know, Kelly up off of it, like clapping, smiling, whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm sure at some point earlier in the season, there was a game or a moment where Dequa and Kelly were both on the field at the same time. Um, but it doesn't seem, I mean, that's not an occurrence that happens a lot. And I don't think Lily now, especially in the kind of system that he's playing at the moment, I don't think Kelly and Dequa get get on the field at the same time. I think they both hold the kind of same position, at, i.e. the central lone striker kind of thing. Um, so I think at the moment, it's Lily's probably thinking in his head, okay, it's either Kelly or Dequa. And uh, what I, I mean, you know, Josh, I get your point where he can't score if he's not on the field. But out, out of memory, it's the past X minutes that he has been on the field, not a ton of goals have been flying in. I mean, earlier in the season, he was scoring like one every hundred minutes or something. Um, in the in the bulk of his minutes that you know over the past what six to ten games or whatever, he hasn't scored much. So. I don't know. I can only assume that Lily's probably okay. It's either Deco or Kelly for whatever reason in practice or whatever he's, he's picking Deco at the moment. Um, and I would also say it's, it's not unlike Lily to maybe do a, I don't care who you are, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm bigger than you. This team's bigger than you and whatever. And so like, I'm not saying he would intentionally bench Kelly to make a point, but, (laughs) there might be something there. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, but I think the Kelly mystery is a really interesting mystery so far for the season. Um, he comes in with pedigree, scores goals and all of
2: a sudden it's gone completely cold. So I'm going to like take stats completely out of context, right. Uh, to kind of talk through some of that, right. So we look at, uh, what, 16 games so far. Uh, so, uh, Dequa he's played in 15 of those started nine. Um, He's scored a goal every about one hundred and ten minutes. Kelly, he's only missed three games. He's played in thirteen of them, started half of them, uh, which that means that they started one game together because you can't have them. You can't have seventeen starts together um, at least once. Um, He's scored six goals. Um, Sorry, I mixed up the uh, the amounts per minute. Uh, Dequa is. One every 178 minutes, so basically once every two games. Kelly is won every 110 minutes, so every basically one every one and one and a half, half, half yeah, yeah, and a quarter games. Um, uh, now that's why it's completely out of context, right? Because I say that right after you just talk about like how long has it been in his most previous minutes. Um, but I've got to believe that like there's something to looking at those numbers. Um, that either Kelly is in the position to be successful more often uh, in the way that Bob is using him, or he's just the more efficient goal scorer, right? Like, I don't know how to answer which one of those it might be, or he was hot early and he's cooled down. Um, I don't know. Um, Is it that the rest of the league is playing us better? Um, I'll say this. I mean, I think one of the issues from Saturday night that Bob talked about in the post-game press conference was uh, Tampa Bay lined up very different than how he had prepared for them to line up. And so he felt there was a little bit of a tactical mismatch at the beginning of the game. You know what? Then you've got to deal with that, right? Like, I think that is some of the things that might be happening that other teams are savvy to Bob Lilly and his tactics, maybe more than in the past. And he's not adjusting as much. Um, But those goals got to come from somewhere. We've got to be putting goals, like keeping goals out. Like the reality is we have scored 24. We've given up 23. 16 games. We're at plus 1 goal differential on the season. That's not good enough. I
0: I would be interested in uh if someone you know could tell me if they ch- if he changed not the necessarily the personnel on the field uh, but if the the way he lined up the team changed within the first half because if they brought out a different formation and different tactic than what he was expecting uh you would think he would have made a lot of changes at the half uh and he only made one Mm -hmm. as far as personnel so like that's interesting if there that is the case uh i'm wondering if our formation changed in the second half or not uh again from the steel army section it's
2: kind of hard to tell i'm not sure so from being a little farther up i mean it looked like there was a little bit different than what i expected with the back line um i was i mean starting off you had Dixon playing farther back in that wing back role as the game progressed, he moved farther forward a lot more. And it seemed to be more of uh Jelani Peters was out wide kind of playing as that left back um, in a back four, but it was kind of fluid, hard to tell like what was by design and what was just by the craziness of whatever's going on on the field.
0: Um, I did see a quote from Bob saying my job as, he- as head coach, is to turn this around. This is what we have to work on. So yeah. that is nice to actually hear him taking, you know, responsibility and not just saying the, you know, throwing players under the bus or whatever. Um, I, I do think he knows there's a problem, <laughs> obviously, and he's taking some responsibility for it, which is great. Uh, yeah. Yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's a slump. We shouldn't probably read too much into it. It is a slump. But like, how long before a
2: slump is just, so how we Bob, are. what you're saying about him taking responsibility, I appreciate that you brought that out. That was the biggest difference for me, this game versus the Detroit game. During the Detroit game, it kind of was like, come on, Bob, like take some responsibility. This is your team. You're the coach. Sure. The guys didn't execute. But then on Saturday night, the thing that stuck out to me, and I think it was in that same time that he was kind of saying what you just quoted, uh, he said, it's my job to get through to these guys. I've got to figure out how to get, get them to, Like get through basically right like i I appreciated that so a really different mindset in that way um but yeah you got to get through to them so make it happen
1: yeah i mean i I don't really have much to add i mean josh you mentioned like you know how long this by the numbers i'm guessing this is probably lily's worst part of his (laughs) coaching career i mean he's never lost three games in a row couple that with you know the previous three games some some losses and draws in it as well yeah i mean it's yeah i, I don't know and I, I don't there there's i don't know to me there's not an obvious answer about what changes i don't think it's simply personnel changes um i don't think it's you know system changes i, I don't know what it is i mean i i would have thought i you know i, I i've mentioned i mentioned Last time we recorded, I think, you know one way out of it would be be a lot more stout and you know we're not letting anything in and just kind of kill kill the game. You do that by making sure Forbes isn't in the midfield. You do that by adding another Griffin like player next to Griffin. In a lot of ways, we did that this game. Kelly Rosales partners Griffin in the middle. Forbes is more of a, a wide forward playmaker. Um, so he has less responsibility kind of in the midfield pressing. And, you know, we still live in five goals. And so, I mean, on, on the stream, one thing I, I, I want to point out as well, it felt like a lot at times we like there's so much space around our players. We weren't compact at all. There, there'd be points where like Kelly Rosales would be, there'd be like, like a, you know, a 10 yard radius around him in every direction where there's just like no other teammates there to support any kind of like defensive pressing or anything. Um, there, there'd be multiple times where Dequa and maybe Forbes would try to initiate a press and not everyone would go with him And then it's just easily played around. It just, we felt very stretched. I, I, you know, Tampa did a good job stretching us and creating buckets of space for them to play in. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if that's the tactical stuff that both of you guys mentioned before um, about Lily admitting he did like, oh, they didn't set up the way I expected them to. I mean, this is a little bit of a digression and it's a little bit of a soapbox of mine that I got on before. And I don't know how much of this is actually playing out at the club and in the team. But when you, when you rely so much on coaching from the sideline and coaching players through a game you're kind of inadvertently taking away their ability to kind of th- think through games themselves and kind of problem solve on the field and so if it's if it's if you're constantly put in scenarios where you're kind of hand-holding players you know tactically through a game of this is what you need expect and then when it doesn't happen and you have to then yell at 11 players (laughs) in 45 minutes to reorganize it's just you know it's not going to happen so yeah i mean it's yeah i don't know i i'm I'm gonna peter out my uh well is there anything else we
0: want to talk about about this game before moving on to looking at the table which is also going to be depressing
2: (laughs) i i think the only thing i'm left with um is the big question of like how much of this is just the variability Uh, at the back with, we have not had a consistent keeper. Kevin, you talked about this a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever, quite a bit, um, uh, I believe. Um, But just, yeah, that lack of continued consistency at the keeper position. And when our most experienced guy is a guy that played, what, 10 games in the league below uh, prior to this season, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's got to be something that just keeps things disjointed when every two or three games you're swapping out the keepers. I was going to say, do you think we have a goalkeeper problem? Uh, I don't think we have a goalkeeper strength. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious Silva did not have a great game. He did not <laughs> have a good game. Yeah. He had no. a bad game. Like yeah. it was a very bad game for Silva.
2: And and a one-off game. Like I'm not going to put uh put a ton of stock in that right just like I mean we can look back at the game where he saved the pk sure that looks great but like it's a one-off like it's the aggregate of what he's done all season not been good enough for us and then the same thing with uh with jamali weight still not good enough for us um that's what i gotta say i'm done
0: all right let's look at the table i don't have the graphic to pull up onto the screen so if you're watching live you know Use your imagination. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're we'll open we are a new st- tab and just look at these. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> yeah, you can just blow up a tab. It's fine. Uh, we are still in playoff uh, position. We're in sixth place right now with 24 points. Right above us is Birmingham with 25. Uh, Detroit has 26. Tampa has 30. Uh, after that, it gets a little bit farther away with 33 and 35 with uh, Louisville and Memphis. With that said, below us, Indy has 21. So they're within striking distance of us and so is Miami with uh 21 as well sorry the Miami gotta remember that um so like it's it's tenuous at best right now we're not doing fantastic as far as keeping in the playoff position I still believe we are a playoff team I have no doubt about that still even with this crap performance but Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like will you feel differently about us being a playoff team if at any point in this season, we drop below the line for the playoffs, or do you think we can rebound? I guess, Steve, I'll start with you.
2: Um, so I'll, I'll add a little nuance. Indy is below us by three points with a game in hand, same as Miami, we've got a game in hand on them. So it's, it's a little more comforting, but that's me like trying to justify why I feel good about why we're not gonna drop below Miami, <laughs> at least in two games. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. I mean, but then I look at it the other way. I mean, we are just like two points outside of getting back into home field advantage for the playoffs. So like it can go either way really quickly. So I think a lot of it depends on what we're going to talk about next is this next three game stretch, right? Like three games and what is it? Eight days, nine days, whatever it is. Um, uh, Might be a little longer than that, but where we've got three games in two weeks. Um, We've got to pick up a lot of points in that time and give ourselves the best opportunity, both from a stop the bleeding, figure out how to get back on the front foot, um, and from just keeping the table in our control. I mean, but I think the thing that is most discouraging to me is you look at the table and there's only one other team that doesn't have a win in their last five games. And that's Miami.
0: Uh, you, you, wait, are you talking about near us? Because I mean, if you look only oh, at that the bottom Red, Bulls, there, Red
2: Bulls, yeah, sorry. Don't forget
0: about the Red it's Bulls. So far down.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, my I, I didn't scroll far enough. I saw the 13. <laughs> right,
0: let me change the question for Kevin. <laughs> Kev, will we get below this point? In the table, we're in sixth place right now. Do you see us ever going below sixth place this season?
1: I mean, it's one of those things where I don't have any evidence (laughs) to say no, because like we've been that bad. That's fair. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, but at the same time, I like I don't think we will (laughs) because yeah, it's weird. Because like, look, we don't. I don't have any evidence to say no but I at the same time you can say already this run for this for this manager for this club for this group of players already this run seems like an anomaly like this isn't this isn't in the expected distribution of possible outcomes right like already this feels already weird so that's what gives me comfort of we can't this can't keep going too much longer. Um, so I'm kind of in, I'm, I'm in between. Uh, I I think it's up to them to prove that, you know, this is an anomaly. Um, we have evidence early in the season that it is, uh, we have Lily's whole career to suggest that it is. Um, but no. So yeah, if you're pushing me, no, I don't think we will drop lower than sixth, but you know, Wow, I think I just got Kevin to answer a question. He didn't, he didn't
0: flunk it. He, he, it was really hard. You almost did. You were almost like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But you answered
1: a question. Take that, Mike. That's right. Best host ever. No, I won't say that. Mike, <laughs> Mike please come back.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's go ahead and look at next uh, game. Uh, Friday, we face off against uh, the Baby Bulls. Away, I forget where they're playing now. Are they still at Red Bull Stadium? I think they're somewhere else now. I always forget.
2: Uh, Montclair, the Montclair. college stadium.
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, is that still in New Jersey? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I just like be able to say they play in New Jersey. Yeah, the Red Bulls. Uh, so yeah, Red Bulls on Friday. Last place. Their record right now is they have one win, 12 losses, and three draws. Oof. They are a terrible, terrible team. They've never won at home this season. God, we gotta win this game, right? Like this is, a, <laughs> this is a game we win. Like I don't, I, 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 I'm saying it now. We cannot lose this game. Not because we can't. As far as like how bad we are, we could. But I feel like this is a must win. Am I crazy for saying must win this early in the season? Uh, Kevin,
1: uh, I mean, I'll say it's definitely a must not lose. I, I feel like a tie at this point still feels OK, no. like because Red Bulls, of, I know. Look, I know. But like, I, it's just it like you said, I think it feels too early to say it's a must win. But I'm with you from even just an, like a morale standpoint. We can't lose this game. Like, like that's that's a big no, no. Um, so it's big. It's not a it's not a must-win, but it's big. Steve, agree? Disagree?
2: It is a must-win game. Like, I would have put the Charleston game as a must-win game. This is a team that is no better than Charleston. The only reason Charleston is better is because they beat us, right? Like, Charleston would be at the same point in the table as them otherwise, right? Like, yeah, we've got to beat these teams. Like, I, I've said it all season. These are the games we have to be winning on the road, and okay, so it's out the window at this point in the season. We're not an elite team right now. But if we ever want to be an elite team, we've got to be crushing these teams and then making it difficult on the road for the home team to win when the other teams are good and beating everybody at home kind of thing. Like, of course it's a must win.
1: My only thing, yeah, my only thing about that is I think in the past I probably would have agreed with you. I just, um, I'm becoming, and this is probably just me changing my outlook in order to fit the scenario that we're in. <laughs> but I, I I think I'm more convinced now that, like, being in the USL, it's so hard to be this well-oiled machine that just, like, executes every week and is just, like, grinds out points and is just super systematized. I just... I, feel like so much of the USL is just momentum based. So while, so by saying that, I think when you're like, when, when you're in a bad run, you know, we've lost a loud in, in the past and when they've been terrible. Like I just like when you're in a bad run, you're in a bad run and everything's hard when you're, when you have a ton of momentum behind you, like, the only team that then scares me because they always do is louisville like what, what when when we're when we have a lot of momentum we're playing well n- i don't care who we're playing in the table you know i feel yeah we're gonna win like because it's just momentum based and so now because we have no momentum because morale is in the basement you know like I, yeah
2: anything can happen and so anything can happen but it has like how do we build that momentum if this doesn't end up in a win oh
1: we build the momentum Purely by the length of of the runway we still have. I mean, I I know it's shortening by every game, but it's still half of a season. And I think we we do, once we get momentum, then, you know, whatever. We can go on a seven-game winning streak. But it's just not there right now.
0: So my thing with that is the reason, another reason why I feel like this is a must win is because of that runway as far as who we play after these games. I'm not going to get into talking about the next couple games because – uh, they will have another show before this, but we go from playing the Red Bulls to playing Indy and then Miami going back to the table. The two teams right below us will only buy three points are Indy and Miami. So like those games are important. They're both at home for us. So they are like, you know, winnable even though our home record is now shot, but it, it's still like we are good. We are better home than we are away by a long shot. So, I want to see that ramp happen with with uh, New York, and I feel like I'm so less confident in this in our team winning at home if we lose against the Red Bulls because that's going to be such a blow. Like you lost against a team that has one win on the season. Yeah, is the worst team in the league.
1: Yeah, it's just terrible. yeah. especially in the moment that we're in, because I yeah. feel like we've had this. Exi- this we had the same scenario play out against Loudon last last season, but we were in. We were like doing fine, you know. What I mean? And then it's more of like, oh well, that's weird. And then you can just move on. <laughs> but like when you lose to the worst team and you're really not playing well, yeah, that's that's really bad. I, the
2: the other thing that I think about with that runway, uh, the reason that the runway oftentimes is, as long as it is, is because of six-point swings, right? Like, so Josh just talked about it, right? Like, you talk about Indy and Miami. If those are both six-point swing games, that's great for us if we win them, right? Like, that puts us so much farther ahead. But we hit the last four games of the season, and those are all Western Conference teams, where the best we can do is a three-point swing over, like, like, that's what's in our control. We can't beat the teams that are ahead of us or near us in those last four games. So that shortens the runway for me quite a bit.
0: It definitely puts less in our control. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's it, it it's going to be rough.
2: It also makes those games a little less important in the conference if we don't perform in them. But it, it, it's just I, I don't like ending the season that way because if we need must win results, we can't beat anybody ahead of us, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I just think I, maybe look. I mean, I I think we'll see how the rest of the season goes if Memphis and Louisville kind of continue on their trajectory, yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to do anything about that. But even Tampa, sitting in third. Mm-hmm. I I don't, the way, we're not getting a group of three or four teams at the top of the East that are just steamrolling everyone and running away on a points basis. I think, I did very, very quick. I mean, Tampa is like around like one point seven, five points per game. And we're at around 1.5 points per game. So if we get in a scenario where even if it's against Western conference teams, if we, if we're on a run and we're winning games, I don't, you know, I, in my opinion, I don't even need to, I don't need, I don't think they need to be big six point swings for us to kind of shoot up the table. I, I think if you just put a run of games together, you can you could do pretty good damage in the eastern conference table
2: sure it's just it's a different setup than what i think we've had historically yeah. Yeah, yeah. it like it does change how i gotta view them um
0: so the, the way you're talking kev are, you, are you thinking in the season we're still you know battling for top of the table uh if if you're worried about teams getting running away cuz if if we're not going to be at the top of the table wouldn't it be better if someone like Louisville or Memphis ran away with it so that way they steal all the points from the other teams and sure they'll get first place but who cares cuz we're we're not expected to get first
1: place yeah yeah i think yes i i, I like I, I i don't know i think the question will become how big is that runaway group i think right now you can make the argument that it's Memphis and Louisville I don't want that to include a third team. Um, True. You know, I, and in that sense, as we, as negative as I've been, I still think it's really reasonable that we finish top four. Um, I, I, I think you know fourth is still very attainable. I think third, even arguably, could be attainable. Um, anything past that, and you're pushing it. So, you know, all is not lost, especially given. The runs that we've gone on previous seasons especially in the kind of you know mid to late parts of the season so i'm still expecting a lot from this team but yeah i mean i think i think battling for the top of the table for me it's yeah that's gone That's fair. I mean, you know, you are the forever
0: optimist of the group, right? That's that's always (laughs) been your role in this podcast. Yeah, always. Always the most optimistic person. Uh, I
2: mean, I, I think the other aspect of that is I'm not convinced that Memphis is that good over the course of a full season, right? Like, they seem to me to be a lot like 2018, 2019 Indy where they hit that stretch where their depth gets tested. They get an injury or two. They face some difficult teams. They go on a skid and then all of a sudden they're nowhere to be found. Maybe they'll surprise me, but I just don't know that they have the depth to keep this up for so long.
1: I think I agree with you right now, but I think like, I I think that window is closing for me. Like I think in three more games, then I would probably disagree with that statement. I think, like, you know, once they've played 19 and they're still, you know, first Mm -hmm. in, what, two points, two or three points ahead of Louisville, then I, I think it makes it more of a difficult argument to make that. You know, then I think you're getting into, like, not, not that I'm I'm saying this is on the level, but like you're getting into like Leicester city territory where everyone's like, well, they'll lose eventually. Right. And they just never do. (laughs) And they just eventually win everything. Like, so I, yeah, I, I agree with you at this point, but I don't think we're far away. So we have to like consider Memphis being, you know,
2: yeah. I I mean, I just, as I look at their roster and the games played minutes played, like they are relying on a core group of guys with like two or three subs, like there's not a lot of depth that, I'm seeing there. And so that's where it kind of hits for me that the legs are going to catch up with them, I think. And even if they've got a six point, seven point lead at the top of the table, if they can't keep running at the same level, I have a hard time. But you're right. I mean, yeah, nobody expected Lester to be there at the end of that season anyway
0: so we all hoped but yeah <laughs> don't, i don't think i'd put memphis on the same level of course as not. No, exactly. no, no, not even yeah. as like skill i'm just saying as in like maligning where they were yeah. last right. season versus this yeah. season um at least they were in the same league uh but yeah and like the same could be said for detroit we've talked about how you know small their roster is how tired their legs are going to be that, that near the end of the season how you know they, they also though have the the issue of the fact that they've never played this long of a season. So <laughs> that's also gonna be catching up to them where Memphis is used to this season. Uh we have like what eighteen games left uh to play. So that's our runway. Yeah, I think we're gonna be okay. I I, I going back to my early question, I, I don't see us dropping below the playoff line. I, I think we're gonna stay up uh the whole season. Uh do you think we do you think we finish with a home playoff
1: game? top four
0: i think top four is i mean honestly at this point fourth place is where i'm i'm hoping <laughs> is my hopeful uh guess for us um depending on where this goes this ramp i think it's gonna be important this game against red bulls we play them this time and we also have another game against them later in the season so like that's that, that's be what six points guaranteed right there right right <laughs> Well, I, was, I mean I was gonna say i
1: I usually hate when Michael does this and I'm ah not, you're gonna do it to us I'm not gonna do it to you but um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying i I would I would say it would it's it's not unreasonable to think that we could get seven points out of the next three games mm-hmm. and it, and in which case you know we're only we're only two points behind Detroit who sits in fourth on the same number of games played
2: so again I want to point out about Detroit like they're not right now, any better than we are. We've got the same record, like, the, between the two teams. Both yeah. teams are two wins, two draws, and four losses in the past eight games. So, like, I'm not putting Detroit in that surprise category of Memphis anymore.
0: All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about before uh, wrapping
2: up the show? Let's go get a bunch of points in the next week and a half.
0: All right. We're hoping Red Bulls give us wings is what we're hoping.
1: Good job, Josh. Even that that little line right there, the host, that's great. I came up with that
0: one earlier, and I'm just sitting on it. I'm like, okay, we're gonna <laughs> use this line? All right, everyone. Uh, I don't have an outro here, so I'm just going to say, you know, tune in. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a watch party next week or, or for Friday's game or not. Uh, we don't have anything officially planned. But, of course, if you go to Bulldog, they'll have the game on uh so will uh mike's bar and grill i think that's what it's called yeah yeah the official one mike's Mike's beer bar beer bar that's what it's called yeah comfortable dog instead it's smaller and more and more fun (laughs) (laughs) all right guys uh guess that's it see ya
1: what do you usually say josh
0: I usually forget later. You say later, yeah. <laughs> but I was, I was waiting for you to say cheers. I was gonna say, <sighs> Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, I said it before you, I'm all messed up. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm cheers. just ending the
0: podcast. It, it's <laughs> Bye, over, guys. <laughs> End stream.